You are listening to From Sobriety to Recovery with Jesse Mogul. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, my friends, to another episode of From Sobriety to Recovery. My name is Jesse Mogul, and I am in addiction recovery. It is a pleasure to have you here. I thoroughly love doing this show, and I'm very excited, as I always am, I think I say that every time, for this episode because it is the culmination of the last four, which have been about Don Miguel Ruiz's The Four Agreements book. And so today is number four, Always Do Your Best. If you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to the previous four, I do a summary about the four agreements, and then I go into each of the four. Uh, Number one, be impeccable with your words. Number two, don't take things personally. Number three, don't assume. And number four, always do your best. Now, if you've listened to my show a lot, you'll understand that one of my beliefs is that the brain doesn't see negatives. And so if I tell you to see, don't picture a pink elephant right now, you're probably picturing a pink elephant. In fact, I'd be willing to bet 100% of you just pictured a pink elephant because I said don't picture a pink elephant. If everything in your life rested upon not picturing a pink elephant right now, don't picture it. (laughs) And you have. And so the fact that both his second and his third agreement say, um, don't take things personally and don't assume, I've tried to figure out a way to reword those. Uh, That's too much effort for what we're trying to do here. I'm not going to sit here and and pick his book apart because it's a fabulous piece of work. And in fact, it got brought up last night by my therapist at my Kaiser meetings that I go to every Monday night. Uh, It's a joy to go to those. And I thought it was really cool that she had mentioned that one. Uh, I thought it was really cool she referenced Don Miguel Ruiz's book of The Four Agreements. So number four, always do your best. Now... I pulled out some really great quotes from the book, and I'm going to read directly from show notes from time to time. This is going to be one of those parts. A direct quote from him is, your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick. Under any circumstance, simply do your best, and you will avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and regret. This is a great quote. I'm a huge fan of this, and when I when I read this, I'm getting chills now, getting ready to take what I'm feeling internally and bring it to the external. That it's have you ever had someone tell you, "Wow, you did a really great job." Well, really, you, you must have worked really hard on that to get that done. Whatever it might be, you you gardened, you wrote a book, you did something, and somebody says you really worked hard on it, but you don't think you did. You know, deep down inside, you were only putting about sixty or seventy percent into it. Something was going on in your life, and you were your your mind was there. You really didn't care too much about the project, so you were half-assing it just to get something out. And somebody thinks it was really good. And you know how difficult it is to take that compliment whenever you know you haven't done your best? Now you've got that self-judgment, that self-abuse, maybe even regret thinking, wow, if they thought that was good, imagine how it would have been if I'd have really tried. When I talk about this on my other podcast, College Success Habits, I talk to college students specifically about doing their best on all the assignments, not leaving it to the three days till a term paper is due, and then cramming what should have been three months of research and writing and editing and proofreading into what amounts to three days. Even if you get an A, you still didn't get out of that project what you were supposed to, and that will pay, that, that you'll pay the piper on that down the road. And so 
when you hear that, your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick. Uh, but under any circumstance, simply do your best and you will avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and regret. I just say that know that deep down inside you are putting forth the best effort that you can. Not the best effort somebody else who might be better or worse at whatever it is you're doing would be. The, 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 uh, somebody else's skill level doesn't matter. You know, when the, when the Cleveland Browns, who used to be a laughing stock of the league, would put any of their crummy quarterbacks on the field against the New England Patriots, of course, Tom Brady is going to be better than any schmo on the other sideline. But it doesn't mean that the other guy wasn't doing his best. His best was just not as good as Tom Brady's best. And so your best won't always look as good as someone else's, nor will it. What does it mean that your best won't be way better than somebody else's who you thought you know, would have been better, right? Again, there's a lot of self-judgment here, and I'm just trying to steer us away from that. The lineup that sticks out here is it will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick. Us being in sobriety and recovery, we know exactly what that feels like. We know what it's like to do our best when we're hungover, what what it's like to do our best when we've gotten into an argument, when we've woken up and felt guilty about our behavior from the night before, when we've let others down, when we've let ourselves down, and now we're in recovery, and it's it's an entirely different barometer that we're measuring ourselves at, right? It's an entirely different perspective that we now are, and I don't want to say judging ourselves, but that we're looking at ourselves through. What my best was whenever I came off of a three-week bender is no longer my best. I haven't had a three-week bender in 31 months. By the way, just thought about this. Today's my 31-month anniversary. So could have mentioned that at the beginning of the show. Totally forgot to. Uh, That's another thing. Um, Sidebar, that whenever I first got into sobriety and recovery, each one of these month anniversaries held a lot of weight. And I'm noticing as I get deeper into it, uh, certain numbers matter more, 25, 24 months, 30 months, 31, it's like, mm, yay, uh, I like the number three, so 33 will be cool. I'll make sure to do something fun for that one. Now, 36, of course, will be three years, so I will certainly celebrate that. Uh, but yeah, this seems like, you know, today I woke up and almost forgot all about it. So I, I may post something on Instagram about it. So anyways, back to what our best is when we're healthy opposed to sick. Now we're in a healthy mode, right? So the, this fourth agreement is the action of the first three. It's enabling the others to become a habit. It is this agreement of always doing our best. It's the agreement of all four of these that ask us to just do enough. But in, in this is a part, and I've, I've read this, I even got it in the show notes. I don't know how to take this part. It says, just do enough, but not too much. Perfection is not the goal. Doing your best means falling down and getting back up. I don't know what just do enough. I don't like the just do enough because then how is that your best? And this is a really great conversation. It's something I might even have to delve into on a whole nother show because I'm not striving to be perfect. When I built the website for the Mexico City retreat, I'm taking people on in September. By the way, if that's something that you might be interested in, um, you know, leave a comment on one of my Instagram posts. I, I see those a lot more often than I see the DMs because I get I get DMs spammed all the time. So if you DM me and I don't see it, it's probably because you're trapped under 30 DM spams. Um, by all means, leave an agreement, leave a comment under one of my posts. I see that because I read through all of my I read through all of my comments. Anyways, I'm taking people to Mexico City and I built a website for it. And did it need to be perfect? No, it did not. It goes live tomorrow. It is whatever it is. I've still got some editing to do. But the, but the, the, the another point is is like 
is that just doing enough or was that doing, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't want to go down that path and waste a lot of time. I, it just confuses me what that means. Um, I've got in here, the path to personal growth is paved with self-love, kindness, and forgiveness, not criticism, judgment, and punishment, which is what we used to do to ourselves, right? In recovery, I go to these meetings and I'm still realizing I have a long way to go as far as healing the inner child in me that is that is so damaged. Listening to Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now today while I was getting some sun, he talks a lot about being present in our body and releasing the self that wants to think about our past or daydream about our future and just be present. Uh, when you're present, I believe that means that you have the self-love and the kindness and forgiveness. When you're living in the past or thinking about the future is when this judgment and punishment come in, right? I mean, remember, sometimes your best will be ridiculously awesome and other times it will not be. Some days my best, I'm just flying through life and I'm like, man, I am kicking this sobriety thing's ass. And other days, I'm just, it's just not as good. It's just not as good and that's okay. We are humans, right? Some days you've eaten just the right amount of food. You've gotten just the right amount of sleep. You've drank in just the right amount of water. Other days you haven't. We don't even know sometimes why one day is better than the next, right? Like we try to pinpoint it, but it, there's so many variables so just be just knowing that you're doing your best. Just be in the act of doing your best, whatever you think that is. But if you know that you could be putting up more effort into it and you're not, that's where you're shortchanging yourself. Right? I mean, again, perfection isn't the, the goal. And, and just doing enough seems like a really weird way of saying do your best. So we'll have to hash that one out. We'll, we'll have to flesh that one out a little bit more. I don't know, maybe later, maybe in 10 minutes I'll have figured it out. Um, another quote from from the Four Agreements: Just do your best in any circumstance in your life. It doesn't matter if you are sick or tired. If you always do your best, there is no way you can judge yourself. And if you don't judge yourself, there is no way you're going to suffer from guilt, blame, and self punishment. By always doing your best, you will break a big spell that you have been under. Now, for me, this resonates. Because today I was extremely tired. I had to go into work. I didn't get enough sleep. Got about six hours. My sweet spot's at right around seven, seven and a half. Um, I, had, I, I fasted yesterday as part of my nutrition strategy. So today I, I ate a big breakfast at work, which immediately made me tired. So like the last two hours of work, I was just blah. I still was busting my butt taking care of my business taking care of the work because it was important to me that my coworkers and the the guests that, that were at the hotel were feeling like I cared and I was doing my best. And so no matter even what, if, if you're sick or you're tired and you're willing to get out of bed and, and you're willing to go and show up to work, if you're willing to go and hang out with your kids, you're willing to go and do something, then you've got to do your best. If you're so sick and you're so tired that you can't do your best, then that might mean that you need to actually rest. Eckhart Tolle, again, talked about this in The Power of Now today when I was listening to it, about there are times where if we don't rest, our body will bring us an illness. It'll bring us a sickness that forces us to rest. But in the process of doing that, it's now trying to remedy the illness that it brought to us to get us to rest, and we're not getting 100% of our body's participation in the healing from just being tired that we were that brought on the illness. That sounded like a lot of words. Even I got confused at that. Let me, re let me reword that. 
if you are running yourself ragged and your body makes and your body wants to rest but you won't let it rest so it makes you sick now it's spending all of that energy healing the sickness instead of healing your the rest that you actually needed uh, that that should have made more sense so now instead of being able to just sleep and be sleeping or resting and actually getting that healing that your body needed. Now it's spending all that time trying to fight off the sickness that it brought to make you rest. Don't do that. You know, halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. I posted something about this in Instagram the other day. When I feel those coming on, you know, I immediately start to check myself and say, okay, you know, what am I pushing myself so hard for? And I do. I push myself extremely hard. I don't want anyone telling me I shouldn't be pushing myself as hard. In my career as a life coach and a speaker, I, I feel like there's certain tasks that if I just sit down and I can edit this entire book in five days, why would I drag that out and have it take 50? I want it done. I want to be able to move past it and be able to enjoy other things. So just being mindful of doing your best and how that's affecting your sickness and how it's affecting your health, especially because we are in sobriety. We are in addiction recovery. And we don't get to operate like other people. In fact, we are asking ourselves to operate in a higher state of consciousness. That's why I brought these four agreements to you, so that there's a higher state of consciousness. This four agreement of always doing your best is the action of the first three, being impeccable with your words, not taking things personally, not assuming. It it is imperative that when you take these other three on and then you always do your best, you will be focusing on these other three, enabling them to become positive habits. It's the agreement that asks you to just do enough, but not too much, but to also your best. Again, I don't understand it. (laughs) Okay. More or less, keep in your mind that your best is never going to be the same from one moment to the next. Everything is alive and everything is changing inside of you. So your best will be high quality one day and not so much the next. If you try too hard to do your best, maybe this is where Ruiz's quote will help. If you try too, if you try too hard to do more than your best, you will spend more energy than is needed. And in the end, your best will not be enough. When you overdo, you deplete your body and you go against yourself, and it will take you longer to accomplish your goal. But if you do less than your best, you subject yourself to frustration, self-judgment, guilt, and regrets. No, that did not make it any more simple. (laughs) What I read at the beginning of it is if you try too hard, right, too hard to do more than your best you will spend way more energy than is needed in the end your best will not be enough this might have something to do with expectations if you sit down and you say i you know my best would be getting this pro would be getting this project done in two hours but i'm going to do it in an hour and a half and now you just push 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 drive 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 then even when you get it done in an hour and a half you're going to look back and, and more than likely not be very happy with the result This would be a lot like me talking to those college success habits listeners and telling them that if they put an entire term paper into three days, that they're going to do, they're going to be working their ass off to do their best. And they're going to be spending an inordinate amount of energy on it, 12 hours a day for three straight days. Nothing else gets their attention, but that, but it's, but that's not their best. They're going to look back at that and see places where they know that they could have done better had they had more time. 
So in that, you if you overdo, then you do deplete your body. And you go against yourself. You go against your natural rhythm. But at the same time, if you aren't doing your best, and I guess this means, you know, keeping your, the governor, which a governor is a thing on go-karts that keeps it from going 80 miles an hour. It locks him in at like 30. If you keep your governor at a, a, a good pace for yourself, you'll be able to do your best, but you won't be, you won't be able to push yourself into the red zone where now you're going to exhaust yourself. So you're still doing your best, but you're not trying to push yourself so hard that you lead yourself to frustration. This episode just seems like it's getting really confusing, but I hope that you're getting some of it. I'm going to figure this out. We've got 14 more minutes, by goodness. Um, All of us can do this right now. Doing our best is enough. And again, some days our best looks great. Some days it doesn't. Um, A lot of the times doing our best includes accepting and forgiving ourselves and others for our collective weaknesses and faults. Maybe this is where I should have started the show. I'm not going to re-record this because I don't do that, but that's something right there. If doing our best is accepting and forgiving ourselves and others for our collective weaknesses and faults, that's huge. And that's definitely some tole power of now stuff right there. Being able to step outside of yourself and being able to forgive yourself and others for just being human is imperative. I mean, we are all going to make mistakes. And yes, the fact that we're in addiction recovery probably means we've made a lot of them. But just because other people aren't in addiction recovery doesn't mean that they also haven't made some. Maybe theirs just are looked at through a different filter because they were sober while they were doing that. Being sober doesn't necessarily mean that their, their, their errors were any less forgivable or more forgivable. It just means that it's a different perspective people are going to be witnessing it through. You know, if you, if you do your best in search for personal freedom, in search for that self-love that we all so desire, it's only a matter of time before we find it. Tolle would say we have to release the expectations of finding it, it to finding self-love in order to find self-love. You know, it's not about trying to daydream or meditate ourselves to this place. We just stand up, act human because we are, and just be honorable like we are, respect our bodies, enjoy them, love them, feed, clean, heal, exercise, do something that makes you feel good. There is some, there's a quote in here, or it's something I read somewhere recently that talks about um, a man comes up to a monk and says, how long will I have to meditate to reach um, uber ultra enlightenment and the monk goes 10 years he goes what if i meditate for eight for eight hours a day how long will it take and the monk replies 20 years the idea being that there's certain things like finding self-love being able to forgive ourselves being able to go through the, the steps if you're in aa being able to go through the uh the the, the four main principles of refuge recovery uh, which I heard re- recently may have been changed to Dharma. Uh, anyway, somebody referenced it like has that at a meeting. It's going to take time to get there. So just be patient with yourself. Right? I mean, these agreements sound like common sense, and we're all capable of sliding backward into the grasp of a lower integrity, humility, gratitude mindset. We, we are. We've done it. Now we know that integrity, humility, and gratitude are the three cornerstones for our addiction recovery. I talk about this a ton because my therapist drills this into my head. I love her mindset on this. Integrity, humility, and gratitude. So if you go back 
to doing your best and your best is enough, then you have to have that gratitude that just says, that I'm so grateful that today I was even able to participate in this activity. Remember, one day you were wishing and dreaming on all the stars that you could be where you're at now. And yeah, it may not be at the top of the mountain with the statue built there in your honor, but you're moving forward. I mean, being human, our egos, this tranced out state we can wander off into, um, all of these examples that you can possibly think of when you're just tranced and you're out, they, they move us away from positivity. They move us away from the positivity of these agreements. Don't allow yourself to just get tranced out in this world and be driving down the road and not even paying attention to what's going on and you know cutting people off or flipping off people who upset you. I mean, that's the tranced out state. Tolle would say, be present in the moment when you're driving the car. Be present in the moment when you're in the shower. When your brain wants to just turn off and go into habituated mode, and that's why people have some of the best ideas in the shower, because they're tranced out. They're doing everything based off of habit. They don't have to think about it. But it's in doing that that you take yourself out of the beauty of that present moment. I work on this a lot. I am not great at it. Do not think that I think I am. And definitely don't take these words as saying, look, I've mastered it. You must listen to me always. We should all take things that Eckhart Tolle says, um, you know, very strongly because I do believe in what he says. Um, But he also would say, be patient with yourself. And just like Ruiz says in this book, don't get frustrated with yourself. Don't self-judge. Don't push guilt and regrets on yourself. Guilt and regrets, these are things about the past. You can't... Do anything more about that than ask, you know, make your amends, ask for forgiveness, forgive yourself, and then move on from them. If you resist these four agreements, it's going to lead to disappointment. It's going to lead to anger and suffering and other calamities that drive us away from our true self. This true self is the one that knowingly took this addiction recovery journey. Be with that version of you. Being mindful of our decisions to follow these four agreements, this, it permits us this freedom of peace of mind that comes with knowing the best we can do is just the best for right now. It's just the best for this moment or today. And later, tomorrow, everything can feel, look, sound differently. And that's the beauty of it, right? Is that your best isn't, isn't fixed If you've gone back and listened to my growth versus fixed mindset episode, fixed mindset thinks that you are only as good at something as you are right now or that you can't learn new talents and skills and hobbies. The growth mindset says if you prioritize something, you can figure it out. You can make it happen. Miguel Ruiz goes on to say that if you are impeccable with your word, you don't take anything personally, if you don't make assumptions, if you always do your best, then you're going to have a beautiful life. I mean, that's what this whole journey is about. That's what I'm striving for after 31 months of sobriety. I only think I got into addiction recovery about six months into it, maybe eight whenever I met my therapist. It's just, it's all about this perspective. You know, there's a really cool um, example. I was Googling stuff and reading about it, and somebody wrote, uh, and I'm just paraphrasing it in my own words here, about not taking things personally, about being impeccable with your words, about doing your best. Let's say that somebody at work upsets you, right? They make a comment and you take it personally. Then when you go home to spend time with your family or your friends, instead of that time being pleasant and enjoyable, all right, 
instead of it being stress-free and a relaxing moment with your spouse, your kids, your friends, whomever it is, your pet, just yourself sitting there eating dinner, right? If you take that personally, then you go home with that stress. You go home with that anger. You go home with that disappointment, that frustration. You bring that calamity from work into your home environment. Instead of being happy, spending time with your wife, your husband, your kids, your dog, your cat, your TV dinner, whatever, your, your Netflix and chill, whatever it is, instead of being able to enjoy that, now in this scenario, you've brought this anger home. You've taken it personally, and now you don't get to, not only do you not get to enjoy this moment with your loved ones or whatever the scenario is, you've come home, and instead of being able to enjoy it and unwind, you are resentful, and it's building up this animosity, right? You've got this resistance building up inside of you, and eventually you're going to go into work and you're going to reject that person. You're going to pop off on them, you're going to say something mean, something that you can't take back, and you're going to regret it. You're not in this scenario. You're not being impeccable with your words, right? Because if somebody did something that upset, made a comment that upset you, being impeccable with your words means stopping them and saying, "Okay, that that was a little different. I'm not sure how I can take that. Let's discuss why you just said that." Even if it's your boss, you know, stand strong. Be like, "Dude, come on. This is how we do. This is really how we're treating people around here." Number two, you took it personally. Maybe he's just having a bad day. Maybe his wife yelled at him. So, if you don't be impeccable with your words and, and ask why they just treated you that way, then understand that whatever they're treating you as, that's a direct reflection of the energy that's going on inside of them. When you used to not be impeccable with your words and say mean things to people and you know assume you knew what the other person meant, so then you just created this story in your head, then you weren't being your best. And that's not who you are anymore. That's not who I am anymore. All right? When people act congruently with their sobriety and recovery, they are naturally, you are naturally, I am naturally going to slide into these four agreements. It's why I've spent so much time talking about them. It's why five episodes have been dedicated to them. You know, I came across it through this Optimize Plus One app I listened to. I went off and I read the book. I read the crypt notes. I've Googled everything I could about it. And the more and more I read it, it's, it's be impeccable with my words. Telling the truth. Talking about things that hurt me with my loved ones. Sorry, water break. I started feeling a scratchy throat coming on. And the scratchy throat was there. I had to pause for a second. Being impeccable with your words. All right? Being in integrity with your highest self. Don't sin against yourself, meaning that you're not complaining, you're not criticizing, you're not blaming, you're not gossiping. You're also talking and speaking directly to an issue when someone does something to you that you allow to hurt your feelings. Right? If somebody says something mean to you, you could, if you don't respect them at all and you don't care at all about what they're saying, then it won't hurt you. But if, if the person is your boss, if the person is your mentor, if the person's a loved one and they say something mean to you, you choose to take that personally. You choose to let that hurt you because of their, their perceived stature in your life. But some random person flips you off on the side of the road as you cut them off or they cut you off. You know, you can choose to feel hurt about that or not. You can choose to have road rage and be angry or just laugh it off, not take it personally. Realize you 
you don't know what's going on in their life. Don't assume that they naturally acted like that because of anything that had to do with you. Don't assume that. Something's going on in their life, and what they just did toward you was a direct reflection of the anger that's going on, the disappointment, the frustration that's going on inside of them. They're having a sickness moment. Honor them. Say something kind. You know, may your day be blessed. Something that sends a positive energy towards them. Because there's been times in your life where you wished someone would have done that for you. Doing your best means not getting mad at the little things that happen. It doesn't mean holding them in and letting them build up into this tempting rage, anger, whatever, right? Like, you just want to be able to release them. And this is what Eckhart Tolle says. And again, having listened to him and read this Ruiz book in the last week or two, it's, there's a lot going on in my head. I feel like this episode was way more difficult to talk about than I thought because I really thought doing your best just meant doing your best. But there's apparently there's this balance between doing your best and doing just enough so that you don't put yourself in the red zone. The red zone is a term used in cycling or in sports performance when you push yourself so hard that you literally deplete yourself all out and you bonk and there's no recovering. Um, and you don't want to red zone yourself. So you want to do your best and realize that your best is enough. And some days your best isn't going to be redlining yourself. And in fact, it shouldn't be. Remember, when we redline ourselves is when hungry, angry, lonely, tired come in. And I might do an episode on those because I, I really feel like uh, when I heard those at a meeting, it really resonated with me that, you know, by being in control of those things, by doing your best to keep yourself from being hungry, to, you know, to understand what lonely means to you, to understand what angry and tired mean to you, doing your best means thinking about these things and being in control of them. You know, we're going to wrap this up now because I'm, I'm still feeling like at some point I'm going to have to really try to unwrap all of this. <laughs> but maybe it's not so complicated. When I post about it on Instagram, go under there and comment. Tell me what you thought about you know this. Um, your best is going to change from moment to moment. Just do your best in any circumstance, whatever that looks like to you. You know. Let's just leave it on, on this. You know, guys, gals, everyone listening. You know if what you're doing is your best. You know if what you're doing is just enough to get by so that you can turn something in and it wasn't your best. You know if your best was enough that day. You know if you mailed it in. You know whenever you have done something that you could have done better. When you know that you could have done better and you still don't try to do better in the, while you're in the act of doing it, is whenever you walk away from that with a guilt, blame, shame, self-punishment, self-criticism, this, that's when you do this judgment thing to yourself. Perfection isn't the goal. Doing your best means falling down and getting back up. There is no failure. There's only feedback. But if you don't at least do something, if you don't get in action mode, if you don't get out there, do it. Do your best and then see what that looks like and then, then review it. Then, then you stop, you think, you evaluate, and you move forward on the next one. Uh, I just thought about two new episodes. I got Halt and Stem. I, I just b- busted both of those out in this show. All right, that's it. This has been a, this has been a topsy-turvy episode. I'm um, really excited about um, having the opportunity to talk about this. Um, this may not be the last time we talk about it. 
But it is the fourth agreement, always do your best. And like he says, if you are impeccable with your words, if you don't take anything personally, if you don't make assumptions, and if you always do your best, you will you are going to live a beautiful life. Much love, everyone. Please, if you have not already, subscribe, rate, review on whatever podcasting app you are listening to me on. I'm getting a ton of love off of Spotify, so thank you guys out there who've been listening to me on there. If you are by chance listening to me on iTunes, uh, it would it would mean a ton to me if you would go over there and and rate, review, subscribe because they care a lot about their analytics, and it's really hard for people to find my show. Much love, everyone. Hit me up on Instagram. You know I'm always over there. Much, much, much love. As always, the power of positive energy, release, and flow. Until we meet again, my friends, take care of one another. Bye-bye.